0: too long this morning, um, but lovely to see your faces. Again, my name is Rod, pronouns are he, him, and we're going to talk about Jesus as a prophet of welcome, but first I will pray for us. Loving God, we thank you that you welcome us. That in the birth of Jesus, you welcomed us, humanity, into yourself, and so we welcome you here this morning, ask you to be with us, and help us to be people of welcome and people of love. Amen. Uh, so we have a, a loose but passionate relationship with church tradition, kind of like being Irish in Boston. Um, so i'm I'm going to light a Christmas candle. I can't remember what this week is. What is it this week? It's just is it because hope, peace, love, something. Let's say this is the candle of welcome. Um, so all I really want to say this morning is a kind of wrapping up of some of the themes that we've had in this prophet series, uh, looking at Jesus as a prophet that pulls together all sorts of different kind of sometimes conflicting themes and identities throughout the history of his people, the people of Judah. Because for, for Jesus, people being unwelcoming was the thing that I think made him most enraged. Uh, a few weeks ago with Michael Frost, we looked at this verse from Matthew. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying. Um, So I think our job as followers of Jesus the prophet of welcome is to expand the circle of welcome as much as we can in our lives. And that means uh, starting, as we said right at the beginning of the series, it means starting with our internal community, the community of selves that lives within us and If we are to be able to welcome others outside of us, we need to begin by being able to welcome the unacknowledged parts of ourselves. I've talked a lot in the past about my young Calvinist self and how for a long time it was very difficult for me to extend welcome to that past self and to welcome that that self into the community of selves that is me. But if I can't welcome my young Calvinist self, then I I can't be welcoming to young Calvinists generally. And that's just one example. I think for all of us, if we reflect, there are parts of who we are, things that we have done, things that we have said that, uh, very hard for us to find a place for in our community of selves. Um, we used a while ago the idea of a, a bus that we all <laughs> that we all sit on, and we have our wise self at the at the front driving the bus. But there has to be a place for all of the other selves sitting in the back, um, and you know some of the selves that sit in the back row. Um, showing the finger to drivers behind the bus (laughs) Uh, very difficult for us to to find a place for and find a place of welcome for but um they are part of who we are and if we want to be people of welcome we need to start with ourselves Just flicked up the words of the welcome song, which is the first song that we sang. Um, just as a reminder of the fact that, yeah, welcome sits at the heart of who we are. This is a song that we sing every week. And it's easy when you do something every week, like any form of liturgy or tradition, it's easy for it over time to lose its weight lose its meaning lose its significance to become just a bit habitual uh, so I thought this morning yeah it's good just for us to sit with these words again um, and to to reflect on the fact that love and welcome is the only debt that we owe each other but it is such a big debt um, and it's a debt that is that comes from the fact that we ourselves are are welcomed um, In Luke's story of Jesus' birth, we see in where Jesus is born and who is the first to witness Jesus' birth, the kind of prophet that Jesus is going to be. We see that Jesus is born in a stable and his first visitors are shepherds. And we've talked about this before, but that shepherds were people with no status, in society, people that were very much on the outside. And when Tamsin before was talking about, you know, who we might think about at this time of year, who has no place, who might feel like there is no welcome for them, they are on the outside of the circle of welcome. In Jesus' time, that would have been shepherds. So it's easy for the significance of that detail to be lost on us because we're so far from that cultural context. But even in Jesus' birth, we see the signs from Luke and from Matthew of the kind of prophet of welcome that Jesus is going to be. Do you want to read this verse for us? Amy. Uh, Matthew two
1: eleven. On coming to the house, uh, the Magi saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented Jesus with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
0: So in Luke we see the shepherds being welcomed who are very much on the outside within Jewish culture, and then in, in Matthew we see the Magi being welcomed who could well have been Zoroastrian priests from Persia. We don't exactly know, but that at the very beginning of the story, we see this extension of welcome to those who are outside the tribe of Israel. But we also see something really significant in the gifts that they bring. Um, You may have heard this before, um, but yeah, the, the gift of gold is obviously the kind of gift that you would present to royalty, to a king, to a queen, the gift of frankincense. Frankincense was incense burnt in the temple, so it is a gift for a priest. And myrrh is for embalming dead bodies. And given that most prophets in Israel ended up dead, it is the gift for not just the crucified Jesus, but Jesus as the kind of prophet that ends up getting themselves killed. Uh, so in these in these gifts, this is a Hieronymus Bosch painting of the three wise men, which I particularly like. I like the guy at the back, sort of showing a bit of leg. <laughs> he looks like he has he looks like he has a kind of farmer's tan, like a sort of the tanned up the the chest and then a very white rest of his body. Um, <laughs> or, or yes, or he's wearing tights. Louise, That's a much more suitable interpretation. Um, but it is in these gifts we see the way that Jesus is going to bring together the idea of the king, the idea of the priest, the idea of the prophet but also the idea of the vulnerable outsider a baby born in a manger into himself that Jesus in his identity is going to welcome in all of these strands within his society that have often been at odds in you know, the priests excluding the impure poor the kings and the prophets being at each other's throats all the time. And in Jesus, we see in this story of the gifts that Jesus receives as a baby born in a manger, the kind of king, priest, prophet, and outsider that he's going to be. I realized, given my Calvinist background, that I should work out a way of making it four Ps. So we've we've made it priest, prince, prophet, and... I thought of a P for the baby too. Oh, where did it go? Oh no, I've lost my P for baby. Any thoughts? What could it be? Pauper, nice one. Powerless was my one. <laughs> I found it. Powerless, but pauper's good. Yeah, pauper's much more old school. Yeah. Yeah, so prophet, priest, prince, and powerless. Jesus brings all of these things together in himself. So we see the king, prince becoming a servant, the kind of servant leadership that Jesus modeled in self-emptying love. We see a priest that instead of policing purity and excluding the impure, becomes the kind of priest that Yahweh, the God of Israel, called Israel to be back when God was giving them the Ten Commandments, a nation of priests. And the idea of this nation of priests would be a nation that would be the go-between between God and other nations, helping God to reconcile other nations to God's self. And then we see Jesus as the kind of prophet that calls people to a better world where creator and creation are one and where the scattered is brought together and where everything is connected to the source of life. So he does this within himself internally and, as I said, models for us, a welcome for all of ourselves, that all of ourselves, even those that seem in conflict, are loved and included and listened to. Tamsin asked us to think about people at Christmas who may not feel that they are welcome. Um, But yeah, I thought, just for a minute as we did before, we might just sit with the question of whether there is um, a part of yourself this morning, one of yourselves that you may not feel is welcome within the community of selves that is within you. Um, Yeah, so just for a minute, I thought we could reflect on whether there is a way that you could welcome them home this Christmas or start that process. Again, this is something that Maybe a bit too provocative to do in a space like this, and that's totally fine. Um, You may just want to think about individuals in your life that you could, in some small way, offer welcome to at Christmas, but just thought, yeah, just have a break for one minute for you to think either about yourself or people in your life that you might be able to offer welcome to this morning. So just a minute of quiet. just as we, um, before we move to communion, I might get Amy to read this passage for us.
1: Jesus, the whole maker. Jesus' intimate experience of Abba God and his self-identity with Abba God, Abba God and I are one, empower him to act in the name of love by healing and reconciling all that is unloved in human persons. Jesus gathers what is scattered healing the sick, eating with sinners, speaking with women, dining with tax collectors and Gentiles, dealing with each person as one called into greater wholeness. He gathered together what was divided and confronted systems that diminished, marginalized, or excluded human persons. He challenged others, not by argument or attack, but out of a deep center of love.
0: Thanks, Amy. That's really all that I want to leave us with this morning, Um, the challenge as followers of Jesus, the prophet of welcome, to, to gather what is scattered, to gather what is divided, to confront systems that diminish, marginalize, or exclude others, and to do it with love. And the practice that Jesus left for us that pretty much every community of Jesus followers' practices is a practice of welcome, of hospitality. And so that's what we're going to finish with this morning. This morning reflecting on it as a practice of inclusion and welcome and thinking about Communities, churches, where there might be great division, where there might be great conflict, where there might be great differences, and yet every week the community is called to this practice of of welcome, hospitality, equality, and inclusion. Um, it's yeah, it's powerful and provocative. So I'm gonna. Invite you, if you feel comfortable to, to come come forward. We'll crack some of the crackers. Take a piece of cracker, a thing of juice. And then when we're all ready, just in a loose circle, um, I'm going to lead us in a little taze style chanty thing um, based on a a song that I wrote a while ago. So I said before that we're going to do something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue, so it is a little bit blue, Um, and it's the kind of thing that you can join into or just listen to, it's entirely up to you, Um, but yeah, come forward if you feel comfortable. So I'm just going to sing this a few times, and uh, feel free to, when you have a sense of it, join in, or feel free just to listen, it's entirely up to you. Um, But, yeah, my hope is that this can be almost like a a summation of who Jesus is and our welcome of God in Jesus and God's welcome of us in Jesus.
2: Oh, praise to you, our helpless God. We worship you, O God-forsaken child. O oh, praise to you, our helpless God. We welcome you, O oh God forsaken child. O oh, praise to you, our helpless God. We worship you, O oh God forsaken child. O oh, praise to you, our helpless God. We welcome you, O oh God forsaken child. O praise to you, our helpless God, we worship you, O God-forsaken child. O praise to you, our helpless God, we welcome you, O God-forsaken child. O praise to you, our helpless God. We worship you, O God-forsaken child. All praise to you, our helpless God. We welcome you, O God-forsaken child.
0: Amen. Let's eat and drink. This is an image that Tamsin had last week. Um. Mary breastfeeding Jesus, so I thought we'd keep that, Um, but I've written just a slightly different prayer benediction for us as we leave. Loving God, as Jesus was a prophet of welcome, make us a people of welcome. May we welcome ourselves, may we welcome each other, because when we welcome ourselves and welcome each other, we welcome you, loving God. Amen. Oh,